Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for September 10th, 2020. The topic this time is Feeling a Bit Figgy, Plant a Fig Tree This Fall, or Propagate Fig Tree Cuttings. Soothsayer, you shall outlive the lady whom you serve. Charmian, oh, excellent! I love long life better than figs. William Shakespeare, Antony and Cleopatra, Act 1, Scene 2. This seemingly insignificant exchange between a fortune teller and one of Cleopatra's ladies-in-waiting is an excellent example of Shakespeare's masterful use of foreshadowing. At the end of the play, another commoner brings the Queen of Egypt a basket of figs in which lays hidden a poisonous snake. Cleopatra takes her own life with the pretty worm of Nihilus that kills and pains not, and her loyal companion Charmian soon follows, in the end giving up her wish for a long life for her queen. The bard knew his audiences would recognize the multi-layered meanings associated at the time with figs, which were grown in England during the Elizabethan period for the wealthy, and also imported from Spain. In Antony and Cleopatra, and again in A Midsummer Night's Dream, Shakespeare's characters discuss figs to elicit images of female sensuality and decadence. In other plays, figs feature in sexually explicit profanity spoken by male characters, Blessed Figs End, that's Iago and Othello, and Die and Be Damned and Figo for Thy Friendship. That was Pistol and Henry V, Part 3. Pistol accentuates his cursing by making an obscene gesture called the Fig of Spain. Today, figs, or ficus carica, don't conjure up quite the same images as they did in Shakespeare's time. Modern British slang uses figgy to mean feeling or acting strange, and I think we can all agree that 2020 has been more than a bit figgy. Despite the differences in language usage, however, figs have retained their reputation for being somewhat luxurious. On the other hand, my mom packed fig newtons in my lunchbox practically every day when I was a kid. Fresh figs from California are expensive. Because unlike most other fruit, figs do not continue to ripen once they're picked. So, the fresh fig market depends on local boutique growers or quick transport of commercial crops. 90% of the commercial fig crops grown in the U.S. and elsewhere are sold as dried figs, which are surprisingly nutritious. They pack more fiber and mineral content than all other common fruits, nuts, or vegetables. Figs also have up to 1,000 times more calcium than other fruits and even more calcium by weight than skim milk. Fortunately, cold-hardy fig trees are not difficult to grow in the Rogue Valley. They tolerate our wet winters during their dormancy, and they thrive in our warm, dry summers, with only an inch of water every couple of weeks needed during their growing period. One 10-foot-tall fig tree can produce plenty of figs to feed your family and friends.
September and October is a good time to plant fig trees in our area because the fast-growing shrubs or small trees will have time to establish a healthy root system before winter frosts arrive and the plants go into dormancy. They'll have a head start, kicking into their growth phase come spring. Be sure to choose a variety of fig that grows well in our area. Luckily, there are many to choose from. Some of my favorites are blackjack, a semi-dwarf variety with purple skin and strawberry flesh, black Spanish, a dwarf variety with purple skin and amber flesh, Olympian, an exceptionally hardy variety with purple skin and red flesh, Desert King, a large variety with green skin and strawberry flesh, Laterula, a large variety with light green skin and amber flesh, White Cadota, the variety used for Fig Newtons with yellow skin and amber flesh, and Vern's Brown Turkey with brown skin and amber flesh. The OSU Extension Service recommends planting fig trees in loose, well-draining soil amended with compost. Fig trees like neutral soils with a pH between 6.5 and 7.0, so add lime before planting if your soil is acidic. Dig a hole twice as large as the root ball and deep enough so the plant can be placed at the same depth as it was in the container. Actually, there's some debate about the correct planting depth for fig trees. Some gardeners recommend planting deep, about two inches below the plant's depth in the container, and still others say to plant heat-loving fig trees in mounded soil. Whichever method you decide on, follow it up by backfilling the planting hole with soil and adding mulch around the plant's root zone. The first winter after planting your fig tree, cut it back to one-half its size to encourage branching. Fig trees with multiple trunks are sturdier and produce more fruiting wood. After pruning hard the first year, prune your fig tree every late February or early March by removing old interior wood and about half of the year-old wood. Leave the other half for producing spring crops. Year-old wood is green and smooth, whereas mature wood is gray and bumpy. Fig trees can also be topped to restrict their height, thus encouraging the production of fruit lower in the canopy where it can be harvested more easily. Newly planted fig trees may need a year before producing fruit, but once they're established, healthy trees will provide one or maybe two crops of figs every year for decades. The first crop, called the Breba crop, grows on last year's wood and may not be as large or flavorful as the main crop, which is produced on this year's stem growth and ripens in the fall. Figs are ripe when their necks wilt and the fruit hangs down from the branch. The fruit feels soft when lightly squeezed. Allow figs to ripen on the branches because, again, they'll stop ripening after they're harvested. Some gardeners say September and October is also a good time to propagate cuttings from established fig trees because the sap is still moving within the plant tissue and is thought to help the cuttings form new roots. Other gardeners say to wait until late February or early March to take cuttings at the same time the dormant fig tree is pruned. I'm going to try both methods to see which one works best for me.
To propagate fig trees from cuttings, select trees that have grown vigorously that year. Several inches of new growth is ideal. For fall propagation, select a fruiting stem or one that had fruit at least six inches long and has a growing tip. Cut the stem just below a growth node. Some gardeners remove the leaves while others keep one or two leaves and the growing tip intact. For late winter propagation, cut the top of the dormant stem flat. Next, use a clean, sharp knife to make vertical slices all around the bottom inch of the cutting to expose the cambium layer and encourage new root growth. There's no need to make a slanted cut at the bottom end. Apply a rooting hormone for hardwood trees such as dip and grow, covering the bottom flat cut and the vertical slices. Fall cuttings may not need a rooting hormone, but I recommend using one anyway for better results. Plant the cuttings in a sterile propagation medium, such as a mixture of 50% washed cocoa core and 50% perlite. Avoid using soil because it may foster fungal or bacterial diseases. Add a layer of this medium to the bottom of a plastic storage bin, approximately 64 quarts, without bottom holes, and then arrange 32-ounce see-through plastic cups on top of the medium so there's a few inches between the top of the cups and the top of the plastic bin. I know I've written before about reducing our use of plastics for gardening, but the bin and cups will be used many times for propagation, and it's important to be able to see root development on the cuttings without having to lift the vulnerable plants from the medium. With that justification, I suggest filling the plastic cups with medium and then sticking each fig cutting into a cup deep enough to cover the vertical slices and to stabilize the cutting in the medium. Press firmly around each stem and then add more medium to the top of the bin so all of the cups are completely covered. Water the bin thoroughly and then place it uncovered in an unheated room, but on a heating mat to keep the soil temperature around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. The excess water at the bottom of the bin will be taken up as the plant roots develop, so the medium should only be spritzed with water if the top dries out. Remove the cups from the bin to monitor root growth. Roots should develop on the cuttings within three or four weeks. For fall propagation, transplant the rooted cuttings to a larger pot once the roots spread throughout the cup. For late winter propagation, plant the rooted cuttings in the ground in the spring once the last frost date is passed. Shakespeare used lots of body language about figs in his plays, so he may have been fascinated to know that figs have a peculiar sexual reproduction system. In fact, figs are not technically fruit, but inverted flowers, because the flowers bloom on the inside of the pear-shaped pods. The flesh we eat is actually clusters of tiny flowers. Many of today's fig varieties are self-fertile. However, during the bard's lifetime, fig trees needed a special strategy for the internal flowers to be pollinated. Over time, fig trees developed a mutually beneficial relationship with a species of wasp, which fertilizes the flowers while laying eggs inside the fig. 
Having broken off its wings and antenna to get inside, the wasp dies so her offspring can survive protected within the fig. How Shakespearean is that? And that's it this time for the literary gardener. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.